Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Soul of Saville podcast. Today we're going to talk about how the earth didn't explode. And my, exactly. favorite, my favorite example in all of this to use is the whole thing with Donald Trump and like him or hate him or whatever the case, however it is you feel. But here, here's, here's a reality of it for me. Uh, and I like to try to keep it, you know, in terms of- Keep it real. Yeah, keep it real. <laughs> try to keep it real. Um, they had the whole controversy on him not reading the presidential briefings. Yeah. Now, for whatever you think about that, the reading the presidential briefings, oh, he should, he shouldn't, and other presidents have done it, and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, yeah. and umpteen how many hours um, yeah. people spend preparing this thing, as they do in many corporations. There are tons of people who all mm-hmm. they do is putts around with reports. And I say putts around because at the end of the day, if the net takeaway from that report is probably one or two things, then yeah, the rest of the time is putzing around. Now, you might not have been able to get to those one or two things without all the putzing around, but nonetheless, it's still net-net is that. My point is, if this is true, Trump stopped reading the briefing. He's like, I'm not going through all that. And the fact is, nothing happened. The world didn't end. We're not well, at war. You know I mean, hardcore, hardcore copy briefings are normally to serve the cause of a paper trail. They're like a backup. It's normally things that are looked back to in retrospect. It's mm-hmm. like 10 months time, something happens. And it's like, well, look, this briefing was what we laid out, you, you know, because I'm absolutely sure that, you know, things that are of importance and need to meet his attention and, and not just being put on a piece of paper and put in some trees that either looks at it, you know, they brought to his attention verbally in, or in other ways. Right, right. I think, I think where what we talk about always, what we talk about a lot that comes back to haunt in these areas is the, the, the vanity of it and the ego. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think this has happened? Someone knows something is going to cause an issue. They feel it in their gut. They're yeah. like, I could see this coming a mile away. And they don't. Yeah. But they won't say anything because they, they feel like if they open their mouth, there's going to be some person who mm. decides that they know better than everybody, which is right where it starts. The moment well, we Which is what's going, happening now. Right. How many people are saying all this is rubbish? And, oh, is that they're worry about? And they're having Corona parties? And, right. You know, these people I could just happily take into a room and I could deal with in about 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's when we think we're bulletproof is when we're our most vulnerable. So mm-hmm. here comes this one person who thinks they know everything. Again, right. Where the trouble starts. And they're shouting this person down. What the heck do you know? Blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. You're nobody. I'm everything. I'm Mr. So-and-so uh, with the 9,000 letters after my you name. You know who that reminds me of. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Let's not. No, we won't name names, but you and I know exactly who I we're do. talking about. Yeah. But a, you know a certain influencer who we shall rename nameless or right. apparent influencer. Well, here's the thing. There's one in every bunch or two in every bunch. There's, there's, yeah, and the fact is, at some point, We've possibly been that person. Oh, yeah. We, we've been that person. To, We're all capable to, of being a dick. Well, 
I mean, it's just the fa- ignorance is not always bad. It's just not knowing. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a piece that we need to, to focus on. But the vanity and ego piece of it is this is where we get ourselves into the most trouble. If we shut down ideas, shut down ways of doing things in any form, we do the whole world a disservice. And it's only when someone takes the conversation to task, takes it by the throat, if you would, and shakes it and says, okay, prove it or don't prove it, but I'm listening. Like you have my attention. That's the only way we make any real progress because anything else, even sometimes the, like, how many times has this happened? It is the most obvious thing that we miss. But yet if somebody brings up something obvious, rather than looking at it as, oh, thanks, that's a great reminder, even though I already knew not to be sarcastic, but just for the fact that if we're all focused, we're, you know, we're hyper attentive when it matters, the chances of stuff slipping through the cracks, of us falling asleep at the switch, lessen dramatically. So that my point about the briefing is this. He, did, he supposedly doesn't read the briefings or it doesn't spend a lot of time on it. And nothing happens because there's other people there taking up the slack, whether that's a new thing or not. The fact is, on some level, a degree of that work was unnecessary. And, be, and the people who spent time on it previously probably feel a type of way about that. Because, <laughs> because here's what happens when people discover that stuff has no value they stop doing it and they tend to <laughs> ridicule the people who now have been shown that they've wasted their time doing that. <laughs> and, and that's unfortunate, but it's the truth. You know, like you don't want, you don't want to be that guy or that girl who falls into that category of no value, which brings me to my next point, which is this is the time of value and no value. And this is where the rubber meets the road and it separates the men from the women, the girls from the boys, the boys from the however it is. Because if we're not challenging everything we see, everything we hear, everything we read as to whether or not it has value, then we're doing everybody a disservice because there's just so much noise. We need to, right. we need to make value the biggest megaphone, the loudest voice, the smartest in the room. And trust we, me, value doesn't come in the form of agreeing with everything that somebody says. No. No, well, you, well, you see, the other thing is it's, it's also a global value because what's valuable to me may not be valuable to you. Um, right. And we have to find that commonality, I think. And now, you know, when I talk about the jobs and now being able to work from home, well, your value at the beginning of the year before coronavirus might have been 200,000 in New York because you're in New York and you have a certain criteria. But now there might be somebody sitting in another country just as smart, if not smarter, and probably working significantly harder than you. Right. I'm probably a damn side more grateful. (laughs) Of course. So you take all those things and the fact that this person would be happy as a pig in slop with Mm-mm. fifty thousand, right? Value yeah. really starts to be like, look here, I can get yeah. somebody for twenty five percent of the course, right? Works harder, smarter, 
on paper and otherwise, and happy. Right. It's a no-brainer now. The right, only right, right. difference is, is now you, Mr. $200,000 New York guy or girl, you mad. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so that people, people are now stealing their jobs, and it's like, exactly. no, you you kind of fell asleep at the wheel. Right. So, <laughs> so that's why when we were say talking before, when you said about adapting, that's where I feel like the adapting comes in the big cities and the people who've been living high off the hog, because for the rest of the world, the fifty thousand dollar guy, that was them. The fifty thousand dollar gal, that was mm. them being. That's luck. And by luck, I mean this. When opportunity and preparedness make an introduction, they've been working, like the folks in India, on their craft. And that working was all for this moment when you can get the value of the $200,000 job in your currency, your local currency, 50 grand. And you get your opening, you get your introduction, your 30 second elevator speech. Yeah. That, that, and that is the ir irresistible offer if you think about it. Because the irresistible offer is, I can do that job better than that guy. I'm smarter, I know more, I've been doing it. I handle I'm less of a pain in the ass. I'm more grateful, I, I feel less entitled. <laughs> so if you think at $200,000 sitting entitled, you're going to beat right. that argument then you're the mom uh, and pop no, shop no. thinking that you're going to beat amazon ain't gonna right yeah, yeah yeah so i think that is where you know the, the the conversations come full circle and for me it's that is where like you said it's the adapting and whatever information right. we can provide to help people adapt in whatever circumstance they are because like right now tons of people are going to be getting into the online space they're going to be like look this job just went away so what I got to do? Everybody's doing something online and, you know, you got the Gary V's of the world. God bless them. You know, put more content out. Put, so everybody's looking to put out. And then you got the marketers of the world. Buy my, buy my stuff. Buy my shit. Just go ahead and do whatever. But you don't know what you're doing. And I'm not saying that as a slight. I'm saying that nobody when they start to know what they're doing. Right, of and course. here's what it leads to. And I'm speaking from experience. Somebody comes and tells you they've got the answer. Ugh. And it sounds amazing. Mm -mm. But Do this. Right. Watch every single minute of my video. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what you don't see and where I feel like, again, we have to take things to task and we have to be, we have to ask the hard questions about value. Because if you don't know the why. So I'm going to give some quick ones just for anybody who happens to catch this. The why. Why is somebody giving you a free ebook? Because they like you? Because it's so valuable? Because they spent their life working on this one project and were just waiting for that moment for you to enter into their lead funnel to give mm -hmm. you this one piece of information that's going to be life-changing? Mm -hmm. Here's a spoiler alert. No, they're doing it so they can send you seven emails every day until you acquiesce into buying whatever else is on their bloody phone. That's the reason. And the moment you, if you see this and understand this going in, you're probably gonna save at least six months of your journey. Now, some would say, well, it doesn't matter. How am I gonna learn? Um, 
if I don't go through that, well, that becomes my other, you know, analogy, which is the fraternity hazing. Just because everybody else got beat up to get in, it really didn't serve them well. And now they, they're like the $200,000 guy, they mad. So they feel like right. beat you too. Doesn't help. The thing is, why don't you find the value in what you already have and use it to do something constructive? Don't chase, like rather than, well, at least to consider, don't chase someone who's not actually helping you, but looking to dig in your pocket. Right. I think it's not a weekend. Following you. Versus people actually helping you. 